Running a sustainable and profitable service-based business doesn't have to mean hustle and losing your creativity. But amongst the noise online, it can be hard to figure out what works and what doesn't. The Secret Weapon Diaries, hosted by veteran service provider Gabrielle Chipier, is your go-to resource for discovering the best methods to attract quality clients and charge what you're worth so you can get back to creating portfolio-worthy work that you love. And if you want more, visit secretweapon.club for access to free resources and a community of secret weapons just like you. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Secret Weapon Diaries. We are now on season two and I'm so excited to dive into a whole bunch of new topics with you all about growing and building a business that you love and that you can become profitable with. Uh, my name is Gabrielle Chipier and I help web designers and creative professionals build sustainable and profitable businesses so that they can attract the best clients, uh, charge what they're worth and fall in love with their work again, because that's all about what we want to do here. We want to fall back in love with the work that we do so that we're not dreading it and waking up in the mornings wondering uh, if we should be checking the job listings. So <laughs> if this interests you and if you want to learn how to create a more sustainable web business, then please go check out secretweapon.club. You can go grab the free audiobook version of the Secret Weapon book and a whole lot of other free goodies. So I want you to go check that out today. All right, so today we're going to talk about how you can deal with those difficult clients so that you can get right back to yourself again and loving the work that you're doing. Because we all know that there's those days where we wake up and we've got this email in our inbox or a message came to us by DM or whatnot, and it just ruffles our feathers, right? We get our hackles up and we get super, you know, pissed off and angry. And it's usually a client saying, you know, uh, something's not right or something's broken or they didn't like it or there's just some sort of feedback, some sort of negative feedback that we don't like. And a lot of the times this can become from or this can be the cause of working with difficult clients. Now, I would love to say that all clients are fantastic and wonderful and I'm not here to bash clients by any means whatsoever, but I am here to be realistic. Some people are difficult to work with and some people, even though we are really good at doing our due diligence and watching for red flags before we go into a client project, some of them slip through the cracks and their uh, difficult client habits don't really come out until you're halfway through a project or towards the end of a project. And so dealing with these type of clients is something that we all have to learn how to do. Now, having some really good uh, techniques and strategies to do that is going to really help us. So that's what we're going to go over today. Some really concrete techniques and strategies, and also just um, a few tips that I've come across in my work and in building my business that have really worked well for me. Okay. So the first thing that we have to do is you're not going to like this one. <laughs> the first thing we have to do is we have to accept responsibility for the fact that this difficult client is kind of sort of our fault. And I know you don't want to hear that. It took me a long time of struggling with working with red flag clients and difficult clients to really realize that a lot of it had to do from 
me and what I was doing to cause that client behavior. And once I kind of accepted that and realized that part of it was my fault, then it kind of gives us a little bit more of our power back. And I remember feeling that way, especially when I dealt with one particular difficult client. And I'm going to go into that story in a little bit. But when we accept responsibility, we really have to examine what we did to cause this. So a lot of the times it's not because, you know, we're a horrible person or we're bad at our job or we want to uh, we run our business poorly. That's absolutely not the case. A lot of the times it's because we haven't really set out the ground rules properly and properly communicated that to our clients so that um, they don't step all over those boundaries and all over those ground rules. So when we really examine what we've done to cause this, then we can take steps to fix it. So I remember I was working with a client once and uh, they got it into their head that I was available 24 hours a day via any way that they could possibly get a hold of me. So this client would call me on my phone, they would text me, they would send me DMs, they would send me emails. And um, at one point he actually showed up at my house <laughs> and it was, really, really frustrating. And I remember just feeling so victimized by this client because it was like, I, I didn't have any moment of time to myself. Um, he could just reach me whenever he wanted. And the sheer fact of it was that I hadn't drawn a client boundary around saying like, I do not accept tech messages. I will not answer email after, you know, a certain time period. No, you cannot show up on my front door <laughs> if I'm late with something. And and that was my fault because I didn't properly communicate um, what it uh, had or the boundaries and the rules of working with me. So once I was able to identify my fault in that, because, you know, nobody can meet your expectations if you don't communicate those expectations, then I was able to make some changes. So the second part of dealing with a difficult client is that you can redraw your boundaries and redraw your uh communication guidelines at any point. There is no rule out there ever anywhere that says that um, you have to stick by uh, something from the start to the beginning. And that was a little bit muddied in the way I explained it. But when we own our own business and where we're working with our clients, we define our own rules. So sometimes if we don't properly communicate those rules in the first place, or come at to a point where we realize we need to draw some stronger boundaries or uh, firm up some communication guidelines, there's nothing that says we can't do so in the middle of a project. So, and I've had to do that a, a couple times where I had a little bit looser guidelines, a little bit looser boundaries, and uh, halfway through a bunch of projects or, you know, at a certain time point, I realized that I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't be available on messenger or I couldn't be available via email on the weekends, you know, and it just, I reached, reached a breaking point. So I redrew boundaries and I sent out revised communication guidelines to my clients. And a lot of the times, when I've had to do this, um, I can really single out just a few clients that need to have those boundaries pointed out to them. And so you can do this. You can send out an email to your clients and you can say, hey, I am adjusting my guidelines for my project work, for my client communications, because, and you don't even really have to give a reason. I mean, there's, there's no no rule anywhere that says you have to point fingers or that you have to uh, justify exactly why you're doing so. You can just communicate it and say, this is my boundary and this is what it's going to look like going forward. 
So I've had to do that a couple times where I've emailed a couple either just specific problem clients or all of my clients and said, these are the new rules of communicating with me and of working with me. And sometimes that's uh, been, you know, readjusting payment guidelines. Uh, for a while, I was accepting 30-day payments, and then I dropped it down to 15-day payments because people were taking too long to pay me. Um, and then right now, I'm doing pay up full, like pay in full up front, or a certain number of payment installments over a set time period. There's no, um, you know, 15 days or 30 days or 60 days, whatnot. So. Every time that I adjusted those guidelines, I sent out notices and I redrew my boundaries and I told everybody about it. So you can absolutely redraw your boundaries and communicate that to your clients at any time. And once you accept responsibility for the fact that the reason that this kind of went off track was probably because, you know, you didn't communicate that in the first place, or maybe the reason that your clients aren't paying you on time is because you did tell them it was, you know, a 30 day time period then you can kind of um, get clear on, on your part of things and what you need to do in order to kind of rein things in a little bit so that's all fine and good for like you know what you can do to kind of stop the difficult clients from coming and dealing with them um, as you go but what really happens in the moment you know those moments where you wake up in the morning and you're, you know, you go about your day, you do your morning routine, you do whatever you have to do. And then you sit down and you open up your email and you have an email from that client, you know, that one that just kind of makes you grit your teeth and you're going, oh my gosh, like, what is it now? Or what's going on? Or what went wrong? And you're kind of like dreading opening it, right? And in the moment you read it and, you know, they're saying something like, oh, you know, this is wrong or you need to fix this or, you know, this is broken or uh, that's not what I wanted or something. And it just kind of gets you mad and it gets your hackles up. So what can you do in that moment in order to kind of get past this and move on with your day? Because a lot of the times people are saying, or well, a lot of times people say, you know, I had a great, an awful day and a horrible day. But more often than not, it was they had like a bad 20 minutes and they just milked it for the rest of the day, right? And when you're in that bad mood, when you're frustrated and when you're angry, it kind of like gets you out of the flow. It gets you uh, really angry with your work and we make even more mistakes. We're just not happy. And it just really lowers the quality of our day in general and our enjoyment of what we do. So here's four things that I do whenever I have one of those moments where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that, <laughs> or I can't believe that's what's going on. And I really need to. Ah. So when you have one of those moments, the first thing is you got to get it out. You got to get it out and feel your frustrations, feel your feelings, right? So you have to get angry and you have to yell, you have to swear, you have to express that. You can't just shove it back down because when we shove it back down, it just causes far more resentment and it percolates and it just gets worse and worse. So get it out, but don't dwell in it. So I always give myself five minutes, five minutes to yell, five minutes to scream, five minutes to swear, five minutes to stomp around my house and just get angry because you're allowed to get angry, right? And then once that's done, you feel better and you get it all out of your system. And you, know, you can kind of shake off the energy. And then you have to accept responsibility for the particular thing that happened to cause that. So a lot of the times, uh, whenever I get one of those emails, it's because I rushed or it's because I you know, didn't pay attention, or I wasn't uh, thinking about the details, you know, and that's my fault, honestly, 
I mean, if I rushed through something and I just wanted to get it done and I didn't double check it and I didn't, uh, you know, make sure that it was error free before I sent it to a client, then that's my fault. So I have to accept responsibility of that. And that's not like, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person. That's just like, okay, I made a mistake. So now I've got to accept that I made the mistake, acknowledge the mistake that I made and decide not to do that mistake again in the future. So when you accept responsibility, that's when you can start putting in place some actions or some checklists or something so that you don't make it again in the future. So the third thing that you can do is you need to go and you need to serve someone else that you like. So <laughs> I have a handful of clients that I absolutely love working with. Everything I do is gold. They love me as a person. They love my work. It's just a joy working with them. And I know that anything that I do for them is really greatly appreciated. And so to get out of my funk from dealing with a difficult client, I'll go and do something for a client that I love because I know that as soon as I send it to them, they're going to you know, respond back with, oh, I love it. It's fantastic. You're amazing. And that's just going to kind of bolster my spirits, right? Because when we get focused on the difficult clients, we often forget the clients that aren't and they're amazing to work with. So focus back on the clients that are amazing to work with and that you absolutely love. And then once you've done that, after you've done that, then you can go back and you can respond to that difficult client and respond to that email that really got you upset and angry. Because once you've kind of done those first three steps, you know, getting it out of your system and accepting responsibility and then serving someone you love, then you can respond and you're in like a better headspace and you're not going to, you know, be petty and you're not going to be snarky and you're not going to, you know, be angry with them because you've kind of figured out something that's going on behind it, right? So that's kind of what you can do when you're dealing with difficult clients in your business. First, you've got to accept responsibility that part of it is your fault, right? We can't be the victim here. This is our business. These are our projects. These are our clients and we play a big part of it. And then the second is that we can redraw the boundaries and redraw our communication guidelines. So make adjustments as needed. Like there's nothing that says you have to keep doing business the way you've been doing it just because that's the way you've always done it. You can always make changes to the way that you're communicating and the way that you are dealing with the boundaries in your business. Always change that or always be evolving. That would be a better way of putting that. And then in the moment, we've got a couple little tools that we can use a little process that we can kind of get our emotions out, get back into a right headspace, and then we can deal with that difficult client so that it doesn't screw up the rest of our day. And we're stuck in like this growly kind of phase for the rest of our day. So that's what I do to deal with difficult clients. And I'm sure that you can take a few nuggets out of this so that you can start putting into place some better practices, both in your business and how you deal with it in the moment so that you're not stuck in that place where you feel like that's all you have to deal with, right? And we can start dealing with better clients and adjusting the way that we communicate with them so that our business and our projects go way smoother in the future. All right, so if this was something that you found helpful, definitely give it a like, give it a share, give it a comment. Let me know what you think. If you have any questions, I'd love to talk to you about it. And if this is something that interested you, definitely go check out secretweapon.club. There's lots of resources there. You can get a free audiobook version of the Secret Weapon book, and you can join the community, the Well-Paid Web Designer, where we talk about all of this and more, and you can connect with other freelancers and creatives just like you who are trying to build a sustainable and profitable business. All right, that's it for me. And we're kicking off season two with some more practical stuff. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon.
Thanks for tuning into this week's Secret Weapon Diaries. Join me again next week as we continue discussing how you can grow a profitable and sustainable service-based business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear from you in the comments or in the reviews. If you'd like to go deeper, make sure to visit secretweapon.club and check out the free resources, plus access a community of secret weapons just like you.